0: Morning of Medical presents Dr G at the Heart of Healthcare. The mission of our podcast is to educate and empower, helping people see what's needed to navigate the healthcare system. In three parts, you will enjoy a story, the theme of the show, you will be educated with a teaching point, and you will be empowered with a valuable resource. Welcome to episode three of Dr. G at the Heart of Healthcare In Real Life, HAPSI 23 Highlights and Hot Topics. For those of you who don't know, IRL means in real life. For our non-medical listeners, the people who went to this conference I'll be talking about are those clinical team members on your hospice interdisciplinary team. The conference we attended was interdisciplinary with the AAHPM, the American Academy of Hospice and Palliative Medicine, and with the Hospice and Palliative Care Nurses Association. The annual assembly was wonderful. This is a friendly reminder, access to the conference platform ends on April 30th, 2023 at 11.59 p.m. Go ahead and complete those surveys and claim your CME and CE. We're going to start with greetings and celebrations today. Yesterday was Earth Day. Did you do anything to commemorate it? Friday was National Death Doula's Day. We're so grateful for the people who hold vigil and educate those at the end of life who need that support. We did have the wonderful privilege of going live on Instagram with our conversation champion, Sharon Harris, who is a, who is an end of life doula and who is certified in palliative care and hospice. Go ahead and check that out on our Instagram page. Also, I can't go on without saying Happy Volunteer Week. It was Monday through Friday, and we just love our volunteers, not just in the hospice world, but everywhere. People who give of their time to causes. These are true angels who show up and and give the most precious commodity that we have. We thank you, especially our hospice volunteers. So FYI, this conference was in Montreal, and I live tweeted. So if you're interested in any of the articles that I may mention, or photos, you can go search in my Twitter profile, Hapsy. 23 hashtag Hapsy 23 you'll be able to see some of the things that were highlights I'm still processing the richness of meeting in person I love how the conference was interdisciplinary just like our work there were social workers there nurses doctors chaplains it was wonderful I want to say congratulations to our new president, Holly Yang, out of San Diego. She's a co director for the HPM Fellowship there. Congratulations, Madam President. Again, I'm discussing this week because we only have seven days to complete those evaluations and will have access to the virtual platform until then, too. I still plan to go listen to some recordings of sessions that I popped in and out of. It was so great to meet there. It was the Twitter community of academia who I've learned so much from. I had the opportunity to chat with them to meet them to interact with them it was so great so let's see we're gonna jump right in oh I want to remind you also look for a reel of my trip in Montreal on all of our social media platforms so let's see we're here to educate and empower in three parts so the story today is from someone telling me before the trip, It's Your Tribe. Now, how I knew this was my tribe became very evident during the opening plenary session um, that was guided by this, the author of the book, What Went Well, Greg Bell. While he was talking, he then broke us off into small groups to discuss the topics that he had shared with us. And in our small group, the question came up, how do we accept this without crossing over into toxic positivity? As you all may know, toxic positivity is the act of avoiding suppressing or rejecting negative emotions or experiences. This may take the form of denying your own emotions or someone else denying your emotions, insisting on positive thinking instead. That's from Psychology Today. Another definition says toxic positivity is when someone avoids all negative thoughts or feelings, pretending everything is going well when it's not. That came from USA Today. So we started to chat in our small group about how can we avoid that. And one of the people in my small group brought up Brene Brown and her TED Talk about the power of vulnerability. And I have to admit, I hadn't listened to that TED Talk back then. I have seen Brene Brown on Oprah, Super Soul Sunday, but I didn't see that old TED Talk. But when I reviewed it preparing for this podcast, I, I learned about the powerful research she did and how she found the common thread of vulnerability and how vulnerability gives birth to joy and how the people who are vulnerable... They are courageous. They live wholeheartedly. They have a deep sense of worthiness. They have compassion, kind to self and to others. And they have connection. That's the result of their authenticity. She talked about how we have to fully embrace vulnerability because it's necessary and it's what makes us beautiful. For me, that reminds us of the HAPSI folks. How else can we continue to do this work? We're death workers. As I told the author of the book, What Went Well, we walk through the valley of the shadow of death in the work that we do every single day. And it's what we do. So how do we keep going? We also, not to mention, are surviving a pandemic and have suffered a lot of trauma during this time. So how do we maintain our altruism while doing these things? It's the dichotomy of of life. Yin and yang, it's balance. We have both of them. We can't exclude the negative and focus on the positive, Or vice versa. We have to have them both. And that's what makes it beautiful. So the connection is what I want to talk about. And it's the theme today. Our Twitter community, we allowed ourselves to be seen during the pandemic. While we were all isolated and the interdisciplinary team still had to work and help people even more than normal, and we were also vulnerable to COVID, we survived together. We created community and we benefited from social media's ability to connect. And we created spaces to be seen by our colleagues because we too are worthy of being loved and belonging. And that became our birthplace of joy. So that's why in real life, in Montreal was amazing because we were all together moving on to educate so my teaching points are my highlights it's what went well for me and the thread that I see from that is connectedness I'm going to list some of the things that were my highlights from the annual assembly and again these are the things that went well for me So I had a Pali COVID dinner. So that's a group of folks. We've been in community since the pandemic in 2020. And we finally met in real life. It was beautiful. Had the VTOS dinner with my local program and also with the national program connected. We had the HMDCB Happy Hour, the Hospice Medical Director Certification Board. That was fantastic. There was also a wonderful saxophonist there. I saw my Pete's Pally home girl Emily from New York and met some of her friends in the airport when we were leaving. And also met Hapsididactic Ben. I met other people, dozens of people. We've been following each other on Twitter and interacting, um, but we had never seen each other. People like Andrew with those fabulous nails. He's right here in LA and who knew that? Just dozens of people that we share this connectedness together. One of my favorite things besides the food, Montreal was the hospice homeroom. I really hope that continues. I helped moderate the virtual session and it was just a fantastic time to connect and engage in some reflective discussions about some of the key points of our day and some practice applications. Another hot topic outside of the toxic positivity that came up multiple times was treatment of the death rattle versus repositioning now for lay people listening the death rattle is not a term that we use it's actually terminal congestion when someone is dying they can have excessive secretions and we do have medications that can treat that However, during the hospice homeroom, the idea came up to reposition. And there's a video in the show notes that you can view to see what that is. Perhaps you can ask for it if your loved one is on hospice. And for those of you who are in healthcare, maybe your team can start. Using repositioning to help with terminal secretions. And it's also a way for them to be connected with their loved one at the end of life. Empowerment. We're in the third part of our podcast. Did you all get that email from Ira Biok? The article dropped on Friday. It's a valuable resource. It's our statement on the core roles and responsibilities of physicians in hospice care. It was published online in the Journal of Palliative Medicine, and it's available for open access for the next four weeks. The link will be in the show notes. This is amazing because as you know, there have been hot topics about hospice and a lot of changes going on. So the fact that we now have an academic article in a respected journal that lays out what we do is phenomenal. One quote from the article says, "All hospice physicians, particularly those who do not have subspecialty in HPM certification, through ABMS or AOA, should be supported by their hospice programs to pursue training and skill building that leads to hospice medical director certification through the HMDCB. That is fantastic. We've talked about that in our other episodes. Also, to go along with this article, you can check out Dr. G's pocket Guide. That's a quick version of what hospice physicians do. So to wrap up this magical Montreal show, it felt like a dream, not just because of the time zone difference. There was an immense connectedness for this first timer after three years of no in-person conferences. There were dozens of Twitter friends I met that made it all the more meaningful. Another highlight was Team Poutine. I have to give him that shout out. So anyway, we'll go ahead and wrap up since this dog is barking in my neighborhood. It's Sunday. Hope you have a good week. I'll be back next Sunday to talk about the, the annual conference for the American College of Physicians. But for now, go ahead and do those surveys and have a peaceful week. Another shout out. I failed to mention my two Stanford fellows, Sachi and Christine. I was able to spend time with them at the annual assembly. Best wishes. During your career, it's been a pleasure helping you during your HPM fellowship. Please visit our website, morningdovemedical.com, or any of our social media platforms to ask questions and make requests for future shows. Spread the word by sharing episodes and let's make the culture hospice friendly. Our podcast can be enjoyed on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Bullhorn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Please subscribe and share. Peace.